Then pay them their wages the day they rode south for Elith, and a ship heading somewhere warmer. Which made this, despite the mud and the cold, pretty close to perfect. The heavy action was supposedly at Crydee these days, which meant that the one place they could be sure the three of them were not going was Crydee. Come spring, the privateer Melanie was due in Elith. Captain Thorne could be counted on for a swift conveyance, and be relied upon not to try to murder them in their sleep. That would be bad for one's health, as Thorne's predecessor had barely realised in the instant before Pyrigil had stuck a knife in his right kidney, while the late captain was standing, sword in hand, over what he thought was Jurine's sleeping form. Given that Thorne owed his captaincy to Jurine and his companions' suspicious natures, he should be willing to transport them for free, Jurine thought. Away where, though? Still, that wasn't Jurine's worry. Let Keithel and Perigil worry about that. Keithel would be able to find them somebody who needed three men who knew which part of the sword you used to cut with and which part you used to butter your bread, and Perigil would be able to negotiate a price that was at least half again what the employer thought he was ready to pay. All Jureen would have to do was kill people, which was fine with him. But until the ice broke, the only way they would be leaving Yabon would be by foot, horse or cart, overland to Crondor. Their only other choice would be heading back up north for more fighting, and right now they had earned enough, when they actually got paid, of course, that their cloaks would be so heavily laden with gold coin and their purses with silver coin that more fighting wouldn't appeal to any of them. Enough. This stint had left him with a new set to add to his already burgeoning collection of scars. A missing digit on his left hand from a time he hadn't quite pulled back quickly enough while dispatching a bug with his pike staff. He now judged he would never play the lute. Not that he had ever tried, but he always had it in mind that he might like to learn someday. That wound, and a long red wheel on the inside of his thigh, reminded him with every step that he wasn't as young and nimble as he used to be. Then again, Jareen had been born old, but at least he was strong. He would just wait. Let the days drift past doing little chores, and it wouldn't be long before the thaw started and the ship was in port, and he and the others would be out of here. Somewhere warm, Salador maybe, where the women and breezes were warm and soft, and the cool beer was good and cheap and flowed freely as a running saw. About the time they ran out of gold, they could ship to the eastern kingdoms. Nice, friendly little wars. The locals there always appreciated good craftsmen who knew how to efficiently dispatch the neighbours, and they paid well, if not quite as well as the Earl of Lamut. And from Jureen's point of view, the best thing about fighting in the eastern kingdoms was there were no bugs, which was even better than the absence of this horrible cold. Or if they really wanted warmth, the three of them could head back down to the Vale of Dreams and make some good coin fighting Kishian dog soldiers and renegades for Lord Sutherland. 
No, Jureen decided after a moment. The Vale of Dreams wasn't really any better than frozen, muddy Lamut, no matter how it seemed on this cold and miserable night. Last time they were down there, he was almost as miserable with the heat as he was today with the cold. Why couldn't someone start a war on a nice, balmy beach somewhere? Ahead, bars of light coming through the outer door to the Broken Tooth Tavern were his marker and guide, promising something approaching warmth, something resembling hot food, and something as close to friends as a mercenary soldier could possibly have. That was good enough for Jureen. For now. He staggered up from the muddy street to the wooden porch outside the entrance to the inn. There were two men huddled in their cloaks under the overhang just outside the door. The swordmaster.